This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says the U.S. and China have pretty much agreed on an enforcement mechanism for trade talks between the two countries. Mnuchin tells CNBC that both sides will establish enforcement offices as part of the deal to address ongoing matters. He declined to say if tariffs would be used as an enforcement tool. For more on the news, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. The National Pork Producers Council has decided to cancel this year's World Pork Expo over concerns about African swine fever. AgriPulse's Ben Nully spoke with NPPC about the decision and has more. World Pork Expo is scheduled to take place in Des Moines June 5th through the 7th, but not anymore. NPPC spokesperson Jim Monroe says the reason? Fear of African swine fever entering the country. We think it's very unlikely that World Pork Expo would be the cause of a spread to the United States, but... You know, because the livelihood of our producers, the health of the U.S. swine herd, because those are paramount, we decided to exercise extreme caution and cancel the event on the the remote chance that it could prompt a spread here. The event has been canceled before. Monroe adds in 2001, NPPC canceled the show due to an outbreak of foot and mouth disease in Europe. It's a great networking event where, you know, innovations and new technologies are showcased and discussed and best practices and thought leadership shared throughout the industry and its entire supply chain. So we're very disappointed to cancel it. You know, we remain financially sound to carry out our advocacy mission on behalf of U.S. pork, but it is it is certainly disappointing to have to make this decision, but we think it's the right one. The cancellation comes as U.S. pork producers are in D.C. this week. They're asking Congress to fund 600 new U.S. Customs and Border Protection agriculture inspectors to help stop ASF from entering the U.S. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Back in Washington, a handful of hearings on a wide variety of farm policy subjects ruled the day. For starters, U.S. Forest Service Chief Vicki Christensen says two big issues at the Forest Service are set to become a thing of the past. She says budgetary action to address the fire mitigation practice known as fire borrowing is believed to have solved the issue. The fire funding fix uh, will absolutely uh stabilize our operating environment in that it's highly unlikely we will have to borrow funds in the middle of fire year. She also says stricter harassment protocols should lead to better workplace environments on firefighting crews. Last year, we listened to employees. We learned from them and we acted to bring about change. Today, employees are better equipped with new tools, stricter policies, a new code of conduct, and supervisory support. We're better better at holding bad actors accountable. She says that sustained cultural change will take time, but she wants to see it through. On the Senate side of Capitol Hill, Commerce Committee Chair Roger Wicker of Mississippi said a hearing on rural broadband could serve as a springboard to potential legislation. The nation's broadband map starts with better coordination and information sharing among federal agencies responsible for administering broadband deployment programs. I hope we'll soon have legislation in this regard. And another panel discussion touched on investment needs along the inland waterways system. National Corn Growers Association Vice President Kevin Ross testified at the hearing, and he tells AgriPulse targeted investments are needed to help a steady flow of grain and other goods head south.
There's, you know, seven, you know, key locks that are identified as uh, for expansion projects that, you know, if we could get those done, that would certainly be a huge improvement. But there's lots of other uh, other issues that uh, need addressed when it comes to the Mississippi River and, and uh, its other tributaries. So uh, a lot of work to be done, and we just need to get started and continue to work uh, towards towards progress and quit backsliding, I guess, is the biggest issue. Ross says recent flooding in his home state of Iowa and surrounding states will further complicate things along the river. Another winter storm is currently hitting the region, but is dropping snow just north of the heaviest hit areas of the March weather event. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.